Welcome to the Wisdom Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Bobo Beck, and I'm on a mission to help as many professionals as I can to know how to best use every moment strategically. This podcast is a companion to the Wisdom Calling devotional where I take readers on a journey through the Bible to listen, discern, cultivate, and apply wisdom so that they might know how to skillfully live and work. This is the offer of wisdom for the business of living. An offer to the man or woman from Main Street to Wall Street and everywhere in between. God's timeless word is relevant more than ever in how we work, manage, invest, and give the resources he has entrusted to us. So thanks so much for tagging along. Let's get started. In this episode, episode 8, we fast forward some 1,600 years from Adam to Noah. And in Genesis chapter 5, we're introduced to a genealogy there to a man named Lamech. And Lamech says in Genesis 5, 29, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. That relief or that rest was none other than his son Noah. And in Genesis 6, we are told that Noah grew to be righteous. He was blameless, and it says he walked with God. But Noah and his family were the exceptions, because the text also tells us that society at that time was increasingly corrupt, increasingly wicked, and violent. So much so, the text says that God regretted that he created them. God would judge what he previously pronounced good. And you're familiar with the story there in Genesis chapter 7, this 40-day flood that was in the works for quite some time. And the floods came and Noah entered the ark with just his family and was actually in there for almost a year, a little over 360 days by... By the time that the waters had gone down, it was a total destruction of both plants and animals and humanity. But in Genesis chapter 8 verse 1, the text says, But God remembered Noah. Noah and his family represented this faithful remnant. And it's interesting because God comes to them and gives them this this dominion mandate, this cultural mandate to be fruitful and to multiply. We looked at this in the episode on gardeners and guardians. This was a fresh start. The Imago Dei, the image of God, was living on because God was faithful to his covenant. What's interesting to note is the first thing that Noah and his family did when they finally exited the ark after almost an entire year. The text says in Genesis 8 that they worshipped 
Yahweh. They offered sacrifices of gratitude, sacrifices of consecration. Yahweh promised to never destroy the earth in that way again. Yahweh would go on to reestablish the natural rhythms. The text talks about different seasons and climates and time periods with day and night and even different seasons related to agriculture. And these natural rhythms, they've been around for thousands of years. Noah and his family and the work that God gave them of being fruitful and multiplying and exercising dominion over the natural resources was a means of renewal. Their work was a means of renewing the earth, renewing God's mission to spread his fame and his glory throughout the earth. So here are four things to consider in light of this passage and this topic of work as renewal. Number one, as our society continues to grow more corrupt, more wicked, more violent, I know there might be some that says that society is actually growing less corrupt in different sectors, and they might look at different data points to talk about improvement in our world and in our culture. And in many ways, that might be true if you look at violent crimes, for example, or if you look at the amount of people around the world in abject material poverty. But ultimately, as our society in general grows more corrupt and violent, and wicked, you and I have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to be a faithful remnant in our day, in our culture. What does faithfulness look like? Well, similar in Noah's time in the sense that Noah and his family believed God. They took him at his word. They trusted him. They obeyed his commandments. This is an opportunity that we still have today as a faithful remnant of God's people here in our time, in our age. This is an opportunity for us to resolve in our hearts, resolve in our minds, to simply believe God, to simply trust Him, to simply obey, to seek Him, to rely on His power that He might give us the courage we need to be faithful the courage that we need to believe when it seems like no one else is believing. This is an opportunity for you and I to to turn from our wickedness, to turn from our sin, to repent and follow God. So there's an opportunity for us to be faithful as our society continues to grow more corrupt. Secondly, Our work can be, and I would say should be, a means of renewal. Where there is death and decay, our work can bring life and healing. Where there is confusion, we can bring about clarity. Where there's chaos, we can bring about order and structure. Where there is a devaluing of human life. We can, through our work, 
humanize, we can empower, we can lift up. Where there is injustice and corruption, we can bring about justice, we can bring about love, we can bring about mercy. And these are ways in which our work, our vocation, our jobs, our the time and energy that we put into our businesses can be very tangible means of renewing our society, renewing hearts and lives. Our work can be a means of renewal. And thirdly, I want us to consider that our work is part of the Creator's world. These rhythms that he instituted so many years ago. And so this is an opportunity for you and I to be reminded as well as encouraged in every transition, every change of season, even the change of climates, even the change of night going into day. These are rhythms that many times we don't even give a thought to, but they are reminders for us that we are all part of of the creator's world and the rhythms that we're in of working and resting and vacating these seasons to our work and even to our careers are all part of these broader rhythms that God has instituted from the very beginning. Then fourthly, I want us to think of this great hymn, actually one of my favorite hymns called Great is Thy Faithfulness. It was written by a man by the name of Thomas Chisholm, who was born and grew up in Kentucky and ended up in New Jersey later on in his life. Born in the late 1800s and died, I believe, in 1960. And he wanted to become a pastor. And after about a year into the ministry, he developed some significant health issues. And as a result, he ended up becoming a life insurance agent into from the ministry to the, the professional realm. He's attributed to writing over 1,200 poems and songs. And in 1923, he penned the words of the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I want to particularly highlight verse 2 of that hymn. It reads like this, Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, And stars in their courses above join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. And then the chorus you might be familiar with. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord Unto me. And that song, that hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, is a reminder that in every season change, in every time change, the rhythms that you and I go through with our work and in our careers, they're all part of the Creator's world. He has established these rhythms in His quest to use you and I as means, tangible means of renewing his creation. And so may God give us the grace, the power, the courage that we need to be faithful in our places of work, in our spheres of influence. 
So just a few reminders as we wrap up this episode. If you've been encouraged by these episodes, would you take a moment just to leave a review and share these episodes with someone you think might be blessed as well. I'm so grateful for the feedback, the encouraging remarks, and for those of you that have been sharing these episodes, particularly on social media. That is a huge encouragement, and it's a way in which more and more listeners can get a hold of this content. So thank you for doing that. Continue to share as you feel led. Also, Be sure to follow Wisdom Calling on Instagram in particular, as well as LinkedIn. I try to post different things throughout the week that are unrelated to the podcast per se, but different quotes and Bible verses, different resources and other books that I try to highlight to constantly seek to equip you and cultivate wisdom in your life and in your work. If you haven't done already, sign up for the email newsletter. You can do that at the website, www.wisdomcalling.org, wisdomcalling.org. You can see a sign-up box there. And I try to send out an update every couple of weeks or so. I don't overwhelm your inbox, but try to send different updates and relevant information to again help encourage you in your life and in your work. Well, I've been making announcements up to this point about the devotionals that would soon be available and drumroll please, they are now available on Amazon in both a paperback format and Kindle version. This is volume one. It consists of the first 30 devotionals. Again, I'm taking a chronological approach with these devotionals. So it actually starts in Genesis 1 and volume 1 goes all the way up through 1 Samuel chapter 15. So I really think you'll enjoy the chronological approach to tracing wisdom throughout all of the scriptures. And so you'll want to get your hands on those if you haven't already. They are available on Amazon. Again, you can go to the website, wisdomcalling.org, and there's more information about the devotionals as well as the direct link where you can order those. The next episode, I'm actually going to be doing an overview of the devotionals and sharing some more specific examples and, and 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 specific details about the devotional series. So keep your eyes out for that as that next episode becomes available. As always, if you want to talk or pray through anything that has been discussed in these episodes, please reach out to me. I'm happy to try and find a time to to talk with you or to pray with you. It's so important for you and I to have outlets to process and to talk things out with others. So I'm happy to to do that. You might be interested in starting a small group at your church or within your company or organization. I'd be happy to kind of talk through some of those logistics as well. So thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening and for your 
encouraging response. Until next time, grace and peace. <laughs>